0: everyone and welcome to minute 76 of season five of movie rob minute the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1990 bruce willis action flick die Hard Two, die harder one minute at a time i'm rob and joining me this week is dj valentine of the simplistic Re- simplistic reviews welcome back to the show this season dj we got you we got you we got you. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we we got time. Wait, we, we already did that one a few weeks ago. Oh, you already did that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You, know, you must not be Williams caught up to where we up. are in, in in 76. So, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. so episode 76 begins with with a, a pair of wheels rolling towards yes. John and ends with John uh making some of his uh typical quips. Mhm. So we, we ended things on, on Friday. We left you all in suspense trying to find out what's going to happen. You know, we, we talked about the, the amazing editing that they did in, in Friday's uh, Minute. And today it just continues. You know, the way that they jump back and forth between the wheels and John and the wheels and John. You know, it makes me start going to, to, uh, to sing the song The Wheels and the Bus Go Round and Round. I don't know. I don't know why. It just feels that way. Okay. <laughs> and, and... What, it doesn't make you feel that way when I say it that way? No, no.
1: I mean, round and around. That's the first thing that pops in my head. It's you know, you go. Pavlov's dog, essentially.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, the we we continue with it. You know, John is still struggling to get out of the the, the grate, and the you know the wheels are slowly moving towards him. And the the biggest the, the one of the trivia points of this movie that I love so much is the fact that this entire sequence was done in like six different locations. You know, oh, it's just shit. like seriously. <laughs> wow. I mean I talked about okay. it on Friday, all the different locations of where like each part of it, you know, the the miniature plane and the wheels and and, and John by the Great and you know the, the distant shot. Like they're all they were all filmed in completely different places. And they, they did an amazing job editing them all together to make it nice and thrilling. I mean they, they do a great job with this. There's no question about that in my mind at least, that that right. this is one of the most thrilling scenes of the movie, even though you know that John's going to make it. There's no question about that, but it's still nice watching and seeing how close he comes to it. You know, it's like, you know, those movies where, you know, where you have a countdown and you know that the countdown is going to stop at like one, two or three seconds. And that's it. You know, so there's, there's really little suspense there. But here you want to see how close this this airplane is going to get to John's head. As how it... close is John going to cut it this time? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and like i said they, they they keep jumping back and forth we see the wheels we see john we see the wheels and you know, we see just his eyes and we see the, the the sheer uh horror on in his eyes about the fact that that he's about to get run over by this plane you know you, you you'd think that that uh you know they would place this grate in a better place <laughs> <laughs> it's a drainage grate rob you have to have this here okay this is perfect
1: perfect uh airport structure uh blueprint stuff you have to have a drainage so that doesn't the you don't flood the air the runway i have no idea what i'm talking about but i, I would say it. I, well, no that's, that actually
0: sounds it makes a lot of sense but i would think that you'd have the drainage on the sides why in the middle
1: and it's and it's kind of an emergency landing so it's kind of he's probably not even you know on the right runway side per se he's you know he's kind of going left and right. Right. Mike he's not Niro's the greatest always... pilot.
0: You know, he was <laughs> a good
1: cowboy, but he's not a great pilot. You know, <laughs> that's right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and then we, we see at the last second, John gets free and the, the, the great somehow still stays up, which I don't get, you know, he was having a lot of trouble last week, lifting it up. It was really, really heavy, you know, and he stuck his arm through it and for somehow didn't break his arm, you know, by having the great come down on it. But, you know, once he's through, the grate doesn't go back down. You can see like there's a little piece of I, metal or something like that, but you you think that he would have done that beforehand. And then like the wheel hits hits this, and for some reason it just collapses. You know instead the
1: of way the way the way the way the plane. See, I've worked uh, construction before, so I have picked up one of these not this exact same grate, but I picked up a grate, a drainage grate before. They're not light, so when I'm watching this movie, uh, I'm watching this clip again. I haven't seen this movie in about a. Year. Got me two three years, so I'm watching the scene again. I'm like, John is on steroids, or he's Jesus, or something, because those things are at minimum, a <laughs> minimum of a hundred pounds. Wow, so, <laughs> they're not like they're they're cast iron. So and to uh, lift it up the, the way thing, that he was
0: lifting it also is a problem. You know, a, 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 with barely any leverage,
1: John definitely. is uh he's either the Rock from Hobbs and Shaw or <laughs> he's he's some kind of superhero. They're not. They're not light. They're not like you're picking up a pillow. They're, they're, they're. And his was a huge grate. It's as an airport grate. I mean, like a, if you go to the street and you see the little drainage thing, that's probably like forty, fifty pounds. This, this, those are like forty, fifty pounds. Now look at the size of the grate that he's getting out of. So multiply that. That's probably a wow. like hundred pounds he's lifting. <laughs> so and the fact that it's staying up, it could be the frost that's doing it. I don't know why I'm breaking this down, but yes. Uh... What do you mean? That's what we're
0: doing here, <laughs> Jay, DJ. You know that. You can break this down. The, the, I, I'm loving it. I'm
1: loving it. I'm pretty sure. I'm Again, uh, anybody who uh, has worked at an airport can tell me. Maybe they make it out of a lightweight material, but it looks like it's cast iron. It sounds like it's cast iron when the plane runs uh, runs it over. So I would say John is very, 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 very strong <laughs> to lift that up. <laughs> and, and very lucky. <laughs> I, when I first watched this movie, I thought, I was like, okay, he has to find another. Oh, wait, he's still, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to find another way around this. I like, guess not. All right, never mind, John.
0: <laughs> well, that's the way it works, you know. Movie magic, movie magic. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so the great goes down, and then we see John do like a summer He does, does like a double somersault, you know, uh, out of the way. <laughs> right. So he's he's also a, a good gymnast, I guess you can say. Yes. And And yeah, if you notice... Sure. He's, he's right next to the grate when he gets up from his somersault. So I'm a little confused. You know, I thought that he got, like, far away. You'd think that he was still the been big, run over by— The big grate. It's a gigantic grate. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how many times he rolls, he's still right next to it. That's right. It's true. So I, I looked up what, what, what a somersault is, because that's what John more or less is doing. Do you know the official definition of a, of, of a somersault?
1: My sister was a gymnast, and I should know this. I have no idea. Okay, it's <laughs> I have an, no idea.
0: It's an acrobatic exercise in which a person's body rotates 360 degrees around on a horizontal axis with the feet passing oh. over the head. You can do them forwards, backwards, or sideways, and they can be executed in the air or the ground. But if they're performed on the ground, then it's just considered a roll. So I guess he really wasn't doing a somersault. He was just rolling. We call it
1: combat rolling. It's it a combat roll, like you uh, do in a video game or something to that effect. That's you what combat I was, roll. Like, yeah.
0: You combat roll over your head. You'd think in a combat roll, you'd roll over the side to get out of the you way. See if you were
1: like in Galaxy Quest when Tim Allen does the the roll and they're like walking next. I'm like, what are you doing? That's like a Star Trek-y combat roll. That's why I, I, that's how I always it's a
0: combat. roll. Okay, <laughs> all right, no, 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 that's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair you know they and uh so basically it's called a, if you do a somersault on the ground it's called a roll <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know they 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 you know it, it reminds me of the uh what is it uh, uh crouch duck and roll what what's the whole thing with the what the what with... uh t- tuck and roll uh oh, crap what <laughs> what they used point. to say what they used to say like in, during the you know we see in movies about the cuban missile crisis where the kids you know the duck and roll or something like that i don't know <laughs> the cuban missile crisis <laughs> well <laughs> regional <those> times now <laughs> no i remember there was there's was an episode of quantum leap that dealt with it and you have uh uh you know movies movies Dracula. like uh like 13, 13 days and stuff like that you know right 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 so i don't, duck I don't... And cover is what i keep remembering ah <laughs> maybe okay you know what? what maybe that's what it is
1: I think you're thinking of duck and cover. I was like, duck and roll. <laughs> I
0: don't want to okay. roll when a missile's going off. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's duck and cover. There you go. All right, duck and cover, duck and roll. You know, it's the same type of thing. <laughs> Whatever. I was I was close. You know, I got the duck part right. You know, you're in the ballpark. You're in the, ballpark. I, I was in the quack part. Wait, there is a duck duck and roll. <laughs> duck and roll. There you go. If you look it up in the Urban Dictionary, there's a duck and roll. Okay. Wait, yeah. wait you're looking up in Urban Dictionary? The definition might be not the
1: same definition <laughs> as we think. <laughs> They have a whole bunch of different things. And they they they've co-opted a whole bunch of words and phrases in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> that's true. Be Actually, careful! Don't read it out I loud. Don't, I don't <laughs>
0: even understand what it says. It says the act of. Don't sh- even read it. Don't don't even go to. <laughs> it says the the act of of shaking off a of Babylon. I don't know what that is.
1: Urban Urban Dictionary is nothing but acts, mostly sexual acts. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so
0: but this care. this one isn't. So let be careful. <laughs> Most... this one isn't uh, babylon is the state or system pre- uh, particularly when corrupt or authoritarian also the police as they are agents of mm. the threat of force that the state derives its power from right okay i don't know, really know where that comes from duck and roll uh-huh. i guess i guess you're supposed to duck and roll when the when 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 people are coming to hit you with batons. I don't know. Don't look up anything
1: anything having to do with a bow tie from Cincinnati or a trombone that has rust on it. Just don't do don't do do not any of those things in Urban Dictionary because you're going to get a whole bunch of other different stuff that you don't think. <laughs> See, now you got me curious. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a, I, you've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> don't look that up either. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm... I'm all right, I, I closed that window. That's it. The, the... strictly Webster, strictly Webster's and Miriam, Okay, that's, that's all you...
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the window is closed. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Not gonna happen anymore. Not gonna happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> all right. So then John like gets up and he stands up pretty easily, considering the fact that that he just uh, you know dodged a uh, a, a plane. cargo plane. <laughs> he dodged the <a> plane. <laughs> What'd you do today, John? Eh, Dodge the plane. Well, no. If you ask John McLean what he did today, he's got a lot of things to tell you. You know, he dodged the plane. Yeah. He tried, uh, you know, landing a, a plane that was about to crash and somehow didn't didn't kill him. You know, t- killed a T one thousand. He's done a no, whole bunch he, of stuff he today. Killed the T one thousand. He did. Yes, yeah.
1: he did kill the T one
0: thousand. That's right. You know, he's it's, it's it's too bad that. Uh, you know, he's he wasn't Kyle Reese. He would have been able to to deal with things a little better.
1: <laughs> could have used them. Could have used them in the war versus Skynet. I could
0: have told you. That's true. You know, John. John so it's, it's not John McLean. His, his his middle name is John Connor McLean. There you go. John Connor McLean. That's <laughs> John Connor McLean. <laughs> Why
1: not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was in surrogates. It's close enough. Is, that's true. That's what that
0: I is true. Okay. Yeah, but we're supposed to talk about good movies. Good movies.
1: Sorry, sorry. Surrog- sorry I *Surrogates* is
0: a great idea. It just it was just really poorly executed. Yeah. You know?
1: *Surrogates* is a *Surrogates* is somebody who had an idea at a at a restaurant, and then that's the movie. This the entire conversation at the restaurant. But there's no other writing than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And
0: there's a guy, and <laughs> that's the movie. That's right. So so John stands up. He's a little wobbly. You know, you see that there's a lot of steam coming out of that grate still.
1: <laughs> it's very cold. You know, it's very cold Well, when,
0: when John was was trying to climb out of it, there was no steam. So how did all the steam happen? You know, that's the question.
1: Uh, somebody flushed the toilet in uh Dallas. <laughs>
0: Could be. That's very possible. <laughs> and John then starts staggering over. He looks he looks over and starts staggering over to the to the plane where uh Esperanza finally figured out how to stop the plane. You know, and then we get a shot inside the plane. We see Esperanza's hand, you know, on the controls. I, I've never flown a plane, but in every movie that you see with someone flying a plane, they have that bar that they either push forward or pull back when they're you know, yes. I, I don't know what it does. The throttle, the throttle. I, I think it's called the okay, throttle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I guess he's just turning off the throttle. And then we see yeah. all this fake snow right around him because uh, as I'm sure you know, DJ, there is not a single piece of real snow in this movie. <laughs> Of course not. It is all fake. They, no matter where they went and how they did it, it never worked. They never were able Isn't to. Isn't Randy fuck. Harlan like a Scandinavian? You'd think he'd want like. He wanted it. They went, they went to Denver. They went to Seattle. They went to up, up, uh, the UP of Michigan. You know, They went to all these different places which normally have snow in the winter, and there was no snow. You know, so he's, at,
1: he's got a George Miller problem, a Fury Road problem, where they were looking for desert and everything was green. There you go. Going to say, having
0: the same same problem. Exactly, similar problem. Mm. So right, so he pulls back the throttle, and then we see that that his hand moves over, and you know puts down the walkie-talkie and picks up his gun. That his gun is now also covered in fake snow. So Beretta. You know, it looks like a Beretta. Yeah. And then he starts cl- climbing out of the, the, the cockpit, you know, goes down the stairs, gets to see the the guy who he just uh, killed, you know, the, the corporal that was standing there, gives a big breath of, of takes a big deep breath, you know, that uh, he's finally done it. You know, we see that that uh, he walks over to the door and we're about to get our first bit of dialogue in this minute. And he just says... <laughs> freedom and the, the sh- not yet the sh- that's right and the shot is amazing because you know they 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 pull in towards him it's like we're we get a far shot and then it like quickly pulls in towards him as if it's john running up to him basically <laughs> yeah you know well, he goes, it's freedom and then john goes not yet and then you know <laughs> <laughs> then punches him <laughs> which is which is great and i mean this was also five years before um, Mel Gibson made the made the term freedom you know that much more popular. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Nero's. Okay. Uh, that that's perfectly okay. You 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 are allowed. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that I didn't prefer it.
1: <laughs> Die Hard is more historically accurate than Braveheart anyway. How about probably,
0: probably. <laughs> They Probably, But in this movie, they just they changed the names to 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 protect the to oh, protect the innocent. Oh, no, to protect the guilty. So
1: the Dragnet to protect the guilty
0: the opposite of Dracula. i mean come on you know who esperanza is supposed to be right castro i'm assuming no esperanza is supposed to be noriega Re- oh that makes sense now yeah and okay. who is stewart supposed to be uh i don't live <laughs> oliver north oh oh
1: that's even better
0: <laughs> now now i love now i love this movie it's better <laughs> So you see, they just changed the names. Oh, to protect, protect the
1: guilty. guilty. Yeah. Did Oliver North plead guilty? Yeah,
0: he did. Yeah, yeah, protect the guilty. <laughs> no, well, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't plead guilty. He did a. Uh, uh, what's going on? He made a plea deal.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that they allegedly then, Ollie. I'm sorry, Mr. North. Allegedly, I apologize.
0: That's right. <laughs> And I mean, it's it, it's one of my favorite moments of the movie. It's great how he just like comes over Dex, and just gives him a big Dex punch in the Django face, right in the face. <laughs> just That's him right. Out. That's right. And he falls backwards, <laughs> and and then John climbs up, you know, into the back, and you know, quickly cocks his gun and points it in the face, and then he says something that it, it's a it's a great line but it makes absolutely no real sense that someone would say this. He goes, you're supposed to stay in your seat until the plane reaches the terminal. Now, There's I'm frequent fire some, mileage for you. I'm going to tell you something
1: about that line, okay? There was a video game okay. that for Die Hard, where you get to play all three of the Die Hard movies, the only three Die Hard movies ever made. Okay? They got the trilogy. To play all the three trilogy. of them. Yeah, and, well, yeah the trilogy. Yeah. And you got to play the second, the, in the second one, after you beat the first uh, Die Hard, you go to the, the second Die Hard, Die, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. And, That line—and throughout the game, when you're killing people, the the John McClane character will say lines from the movie. And when you get to Die Hard 2, the line he says most often in the movie is this line. I don't know why in the game. I mean— You mean in the the video video game? game. In the video game. He'll say this line multiple times. Look it up. It's on YouTube. You can watch the little clips from the game, but if you play the Die Hard 2 game. The whole— you're supposed to stay in the plane, until stay in your seat, to the plane. He says it over and over and over and over again. So when I when I watched this clip, I was like, oh god, I remember the game where I was playing and I was shooting up the shooting the bad guys, and I remember saying the the character saying the the fake John McClane voice guy going, you supposed to stay in your
0: seat until the plane reaches the terminal. They'll freaking five miles for you.
1: I remember that over and over and over.
0: Again. <laughs> Well, I guess it was because it was a PG thing and they didn't want to start saying they the couldn't say any other not. stuff. They couldn't say any other stuff that he said. That's the nicest they got. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I can sort of understand that. You know, it's uh, so, yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so I mean, obviously we, we all know that the reason you're supposed to stay in your seat is so that you don't fall because the plane usually doesn't uh, travel over to the terminal in one swift move, it keeps making all these different breaks, and, you know, you can really fall down quickly. <laughs> Even though, most planes, half the people are still getting up at that point anyway. You know, and everyone's jerking back and forth as the plane, you know, as the pilot... The Actually, you know what? The pilots are probably just playing games with everyone on the flight. They're like, I'm just going to keep stepping on the brake. Well, you are all sitting down back there as I hit these brakes
1: over it. and over again. <laughs>
0: Let's see how you guys take this.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming it's a lawsuit issue. They don't want, they don't really care about your health. They care about your lawyer. So <laughs> they're trying to make sure they cover their butts by saying, uh, please in your seat until the plane reaches the terminal. Because if you break your ankle, you're probably going to sue American airlines slash Delta slash whatever airlines you're going to be flying at probably spirit. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a
0: good point. It's a good point. Now he, he mentions here, no frequent flyer mileage for you. So you, you. I'm assuming, you know what frequent flyer miles are, right? It's kind of like bonus points you get
1: for flying uh, a plane a lot of time, uh, distances. I believe my sister has a uh, what's the name of that card? I think it's an American Airlines card where her miles get her uh, a free when you go to the airport. Certain airports in the country there's like a lounge where they give you free food and free stuff. And all this stuff. I was like, wow, 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 what about the airport down where I live? She's like, no, it's not at that airport. <laughs> it's only in Texas and in Atlanta and uh, California, LAX and wherever they're what you call. But she uh, she mentioned miles, frequent flyer miles, gets her all that stuff.
0: Okay, that's cool. So, I mean, basically a frequent flyer program, which is it's a loyalty program that that many of the airlines uh, offer that you know you accumulate points based on how many miles you you travel. And you can get uh, different types of rewards. Sometimes, uh, you know, a change in, it, uh, you get to, to pay a, a lesser fee for a certain fare. Sometimes it helps you with, with the homage of other stuff. Like, like you mentioned, you can get into the airport lounge access. Sometimes they give you fast track access. You know, you can get, in, get on the plane quicker. I don't know why someone wants to get on the plane quicker, but okay. <laughs> you know, your seats are already picked. It's not like you, don't you want to really, push I'm past worried.
1: people and people. You know, you just want to get to your seat and go go to sleep, man. Sometimes you just want to go yeah. to sleep. <laughs> if you're like, DJ, no, only... you want to get you want to get on your
0: plane, you want to conk out as quickly as possible. <laughs> right, that's true. I mean, for me, the only reason that I would want to get on the plane quicker is to make sure that I have, you know, that I can put something in the overhead compartment above me before someone else grabs that spot. Since there's usually not that much space there, that that would be that's the so only true. reason that I would do it because you already know what seat you're in. It's not like yeah. you have, you know. So, That's true. I don't know. That's true. When when do you think they started the idea of frequent flyer miles? I'm going to say the
1: 80s. 83. Throwing a number out there. All right, so 1972. Oh, oh I was only 11 years old. Away. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and and what airline do you think it was? Pan Am. I'm going to throw out an airline, an old one. No, United actually. United really? was the first one that, that oh. started it. Yes. And United was actually the first airline 20 years earlier that started tracking customers, you know, about how many miles they were flying and stuff like that, you know, just, to, just for the statistics and stuff like that. Um, so they were the first yeah. ones to decide to start giving out, they give out plaques to people and promotional material and stuff like that. And then in the late 70s, they actually, sorry, in 1981, Uh, American Airlines actually started changing what they did there and they they started giving special fares to people that were frequent customers and, you know, then from there, just about every airline has copied that idea. As in in 2005, how many people do you think were enrolled in frequent flyer programs around the U.S.?
1: Oh, millions.
0: (laughs) Uh, Obviously. Obviously, 100 million people. (laughs) No, I'll go 30. Uh, Wait, 100? But what is the number? What's the number? 163 million people. Oh, jeez. Okay. With over uh, over 130 different airlines. Okay. Uh. That there were more than 14 trillion frequent flyer points that have been accumulated by people worldwide, which was the value of 700 billion U.S. dollars. Oh my god okay so when you, it's that's a sultan that's a sultan right there <laughs> that's right that's right when united airlines filed for bankruptcy in 2002 the 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 frequent fire program was its only money making business that still worked oh my God. holy crap and a man named I, I, tom stucker is the world's most frequent fire who he has logged over 21 million miles with united isn't there a movie based on a guy with miles? It's of course. The, of course, George Clooney.
1: Oh, yeah. Up in the air. Sorry. Up in the air. That's right. <laughs> my fault. That's I, okay. But that,
0: that my brain, I was like, got I, I, something about that. It sounds very, very, very familiar. <laughs> you know, Esperanza is a little confused about the whole thing. Not really sure what's going on. And that's pretty much how this minute ends. You know, we, we don't really get the, the, the full reaction here. You know just a no. look on his face like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> he's like he's why like you I'm just not, punch me in the face <laughs> I, he's like I'm not oh, signed up for frequent flyer mileage miles on on fm one you know <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> why are you bleeding who are you <laughs> yes <laughs> how did you get here <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't I just land you know in in a secluded place no one's supposed to be here
1: <laughs> I don't know he's a lot like Bruce Willis. I don't know what's going to
0: That's right. <laughs> oh, 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 that's that's John Connor McClane. Oh, ah, okay. I know. John Connor McClane, you're here to fight <laughs> the future. I I got you. All right. All right. That's right. All right. Now now I understand how you got
1: here. You came from the future.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you knew where I was going to be this whole time. It's already happened.
0: That's <laughs> right. I mean, come on, This is this is a year and a half before um before judgment day, so it's <laughs> It sounds
1: ominous every time anybody ever says a year and a half before Judgment Day. It's
0: yeah.
1: the right. last Terminator movie, by the way. The last one they ever made.
0: The last yes. of course, of course. <laughs> so, but but the, the future ha- isn't hasn't been written, so that's okay. No, no, no. It's, it's possible to change it, especially when you use a special edition, uh... <laughs> the director's cut. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Director's cut. There you go. So, you have anything else to say about this minute, uh, DJ, before we get into the script?
1: It's it's funny because uh, when I first watched this movie, I was oh God, middle school or whatever. But um,
0: until did you see I it in the
1: watched... Did you see it in the theater? Uh, yes, I, I did see it in the theater. Uh, so you can figure that I, out.
0: You were you were born in '77, right? Or '78? Which was it? '78. So '78. I, right, was... yeah, I sort of remembered. So you were 12. You're 12. Yeah. When you came out.
1: Well, yeah, I was, like, right about to go to middle school, essentially. But I do remember uh, (laughs) uh, when I got older and I watched uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, Django Unchained, uh, and they said, oh, yeah, he's playing a – it's a remake of a Western because I'm a huge Western fan. I had never seen Django, and – they said, yeah, the guy at the bar, that's the original Django. And I looked up the guy. And I'm like, that's the guy from Die Hard 2. <laughs> that guy was Django this whole time? <laughs> so uh, when I, re- in retrospect, I was like, oh, wow, man, Django's in this movie. <laughs> Every time I watch, hey, there's Django. <laughs> I, again, I went back and I've watched the original uh, Frank Nero Django movie. But yeah, I just remember. And is it watching- better than the Tarantino one? Uh, it's completely different. The The Tarantino one is like hip. And this one is like Sergio Leone kind of, you know, if you're in the, that's very tension drawn out, uh, arty more not to say arty, but just more gritty, not as hip and cool. It's more of you know old school westerny. But just when I saw him in Django, I was just I, the first thing I said when I first saw the movie, I was like, that's the original Django. That's the dude from Die Hard 2? I, every time I see that, that's the dude from Die Hard too. What
0: are you talking about? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean to me this 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 is the role I've always seen him in. You know, whenever I see Frank Romero anywhere, I'm like, Oh, he's the guy from Dyer two. You know,
1: that's,
0: in John Wick chapter
1: two is he has a great line in John Wick chapter two as well, where he goes, John you're in you're in you're in Italy or here to kill the Pope <laughs> He's like, No, 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 no. It's like, okay. Come on in, come on in, come on in <laughs> That was like the only part I remember <laughs> he was like so afraid that John because he didn't know why John Wick was there and he's like He's trying to put two into the gear. It's like, are, 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 you, are you here to kill the Pope? No, no, no. Oh, okay. All right, come on. Because <laughs> I have to stop you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So the, the script in this minute is, is very descriptive of, of everything that's going on because there isn't much dialogue here. And it, so it says uh, McLean rolls away from the wheels, which missed him by inches. The plane smacks into the half open grid, which goes flying. The plane hardly dented the rifle snapping like a toothpick, the scrambler crunching like a bug. McLean kisses asphalt, winces at the scorch of jet exhaust five feet above his head. The plane skids roughly to a stop 100 yards away. McLean gets to his feet, sucks in air, and heads for the plane. Stuart and his soldiers are, are on their way there. They get close enough and see the plane as it stops. Stuart points and goes there. Inside the plane, Esperanza secures the controls, moves to the doorway, and spins the wheel lock. It opens with a hiss and the steps drop down. Freedom! McLean's voice, not yet. McLean's first fist smacks in, knocking Esperanza back from the door. McLean comes up the steps, gun leveled at the startled fugitive. Thought you'd pull this off, didn't you? I guess you didn't count on me being here. Actually, I didn't count on me being here. (laughs) I I prefer. Now,
1: what do you prefer? Do you Ah, prefer frequent flyer miles or do you Uh, prefer that one? Frequent flyer miles, fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think Flicker Flyer is better than that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no question and, about and that. I think, I, and I think they took apart unless it happened before I think they took away the part where uh Sadler and his men are there. Yeah, yeah. They got want the, the they don't have at all. Of the yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see them later yeah. this week where they just show up out of nowhere. You know. Out which, of nowhere. Which we'll get to. We'll get to, we'll get to, we'll get to. At least in yeah. the script they, they sort of tell you that they're on their way. <laughs> you know, in the, in the movie they're not on their way. They just show up, boom. They teleport. It's okay. That's right. Why not? You know, come on. There's tele- Judgment Day, so why not? Uh, <laughs> sure. Or Cons Judgment Day Trek, or something. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's Star Trek. <laughs> it's Star Trek Judgment Day. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. So every Monday, we have a segment called McLean Monday. Mm-hmm. where my guest will give their top five Bruce Willis performances. So, DJ, what have you got? Start with your number five and work your way up. All right. Uh, I'm going with the only...
1: The, I, I call this movie, me and uh, my co-host, Justin, Blizzi, we call this the fourth uh, Die Hard movie. We call it... Uh, but it's an unofficial Die Hard movie. We call it 16 Blocks. Okay. I think that is the closest to... Uh, a die hard movie since die hard three with a john mcclain as character we were talking off air about uh certain other movies where they have like an older aged character that they kind of treat like crap and then this one is kind of like an, he's like an older cop but he's still got the moves kind of i really like uh john mcclain uh, john mcclain uh <laughs> bruce willis in this role this is richard donner uh, who you know lethal weapon fame uh it's just a good movie, man. It's a good gritty action movie about a cop trying to get a witness, Most Def, I believe, to yeah. uh, the police, uh, police precinct with a whole bunch of crooked cops chasing him. It's a really if if if, if you like Die Hard, and you like Bruce Willis, I want to consider Sixteen Blocks Die Hard for. All right, that's why that's what I do. I consider Sixteen Blocks Die Hard.
0: For. Okay, I can I can hear you with that, but the problem for me is is that I found Most Def's character so annoying throughout the whole movie that if I was Bruce Willis, I would have shot him in the first scene and that would have been it. You know, the whole time he's talking about Argyle. Have you, have you met, have you met Argyle? I've met Argyle, but Argyle is most of the time (laughs) sitting in a limo, you know, not with no connection to anything, (laughs) as opposed to having Mos next to you talking about how he wants to make the perfect birthday cake, you know, and that's his goal in life. (laughs) I'm sorry, DJ. uh, Yeah. All right. Move, move along. What's the number four? (laughs) Number
1: four is the probably mm, eh, second to last good Shyamalan movie ever made. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is fantastic, and Unbreakable one of the one of the best. Uh, if you're a fan of comic books, uh, that is one of the best comic book uh, movies ever made. Even though it's not based on an original, uh, it's based on an original uh, character. Though the, the archetypes, are they had the whole movies about comic book archetypes. And uh, if you're a a fan of Die Hard with a Vengeance, you got Samuel Jackson, you got Bruce Willis. That's true. Boom, right there. And then they ruined Uh, it by making two sequels to that movie. Oh, yeah. Split, which is the unofficial sequel to that movie, uh, which I guess technically is now a sequel, is fine. I have no problem with Split. Uh, The one after that, Glass. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. Oh, oh, it's bad. Yes. It is awful. Don't ever watch it. If If you see Unbreakable, then watch Split go, oh, that was cute. And stop, don't, don't, don't get, turn around, <laughs> turn the car. Around. That's right. That's, it. That's it. Split was all you get. Move on, move on with your life. <laughs> so Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three uh, is I think other than my number one is the one that shows all of Bruce Willis's range. And I'm going to go with the fifth element. I Cause you get funny Bruce, you get action man, Bruce, you get Charming Bruce, Romantic Bruce. You get all of Bruce in this one. Fifth Element's great. Uh, at one time, it was. It might still be the most expensive, one of the most expensive uh, foreign films ever made at some point. Luke Besson, the guy yeah. who did the professional, and did Lucy. Uh, uh, and you have um, Mila Jovovich, Gary Oldman, and one of the great Gary Oldman performances. Tiny Lister from Fridays. the president of the United States. Of course he is. Uh, It's fantastic. It's a great film. Uh, It's it kind of still holds up, and there's some great, as goofy and weird as it is, there's some great action scenes near the third act that are awesome. Like where he looks, I always love the scene where they have a whole bunch of hostages, the the alien horde. I forget their names, and he kind of like peeks around the corner, like for like two seconds. They cut back. He goes. Three on the left, four on the right. He's boom, boom, boom. He comes around, he shoots, and he looks again. Two on the left, one on the right. It's like, oh, <laughs> that—that's that, real cool stuff, you know. <laughs> yes. For for a goofy action, you know, sci-fi movie, it's really good. Yeah. And it, again, you get funny Bruce. The the whole thing with I'm I'm a meat popsicle. That that Bruce will uh, multi uh, Corbin Dallas multi pass. It's it's Bruce Willis probably with all the range he could possibly muster is that. I, so yeah, I, I agree with you on that one.
0: All
1: right, number two. Number two is probably. One of his best performed roles, uh, I think it's really good, really underrated. Uh, Twelve Monkeys, uh, I think Twelve Monkeys is fantastic. Uh, I, even the show, which I didn't finish, uh, Terry Metalis did the show. the got to just did Picard season three. Uh, it's just a good movie, man, and he's really good in it. It's kind of like heart, the the I don't want to spoil it if you have never seen Twelve Monkeys, but the the heartbreaking uh, nature of his character. Uh, uh, it's just really good. It's just man, I was like, man, Bruce really brought this, and you know, Brad Pitt is chewing up a whole bunch of scenery, and Bruce Willis is kind of playing it straight with uh, Madeline Stowe, and it's just a really good, solid Bruce Willis performance that you just didn't, I did not expect out of this Terry Gilliam weirdo movie because it's a very weird, strange movie. But yeah, I I, I say uh, David Morris I think is in there as a mm-hmm. the weird uh, killer guy. But yeah, uh, yeah, Twelve Monkeys, watch Twelve Monkeys, really good, very very weird, uh, gruesome in parts, but very good. Okay, great. And you're number one. I I, I hey,
0: hmm, can I on. drink? Can come I guess? Can I, I guess? What are we
1: talking? About? Okay, go ahead and guess, whatever. A, you a think. good a good day to die <laughs> hard, right? Oh, you son <laughs> of a gun! Just take a couple of those words out of there and you'd be right. It's time. Come on. <laughs> guys, when you think of Bruce Willis, there's only one movie you think That's of. Right. You always know what it is. It's 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 diehard. I mean, you come out to the close, you get together, have a few laughs. I mean, what are we talking about here? It's diehard. That's right. It's automatically diehard. When it's, when it's written, uh, when, when his history, his legacy is written, it will be diehard. It will always be diehard. Yes. He's done many, many, many good roles. I, uh, uh, and many, the, many the siege crappy is another crappy ones, really. <laughs> Many, 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 <laughs> many crappy ones. But uh, he has a lot of underrated ones that do fly under the radar. But at the end of the at the end of the day, it's not Hard man, that it made his career. That is he was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, I believe. <laughs> so for him to he made every man happen. There's no such thing as every man action movie, probably without Bruce Bruce So yeah, I'm I'm going with that. All right, excellent. All right, so Gigi, you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, just search simplistic uh, reviews anywhere—it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, all that stuff. Or you just go to our website, simplistic reviews. Yes, simplistic dot reviews. And go take you to everything we do. We do a, ooh, a monthly podcast on the first of the month. Then we do a movie commentary, usually a really bad movie, uh, every twentieth of the month. So yeah, yeah, check that out. All right.
0: And while you're doing that, you can right review, subscribe to any podcast, or maybe using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute." You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, or you can find me on my website, MovieRubMinute.com. So until tomorrow, yippee ki yippee ki If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages here and